Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome today to The Carter Report. With me is an old friend and colleague, Alan Reinick, Squire, attorney, who is the executive director of the Church State Council here in Southern California. We've got a, a great show for you today. Welcome today to The Carter Report. I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. Pastor Carter explores freedom of religion and freedom of press. We're talking today about freedom and the American dream. Is it being challenged? Are our liberties at threat? Uh, Alan, we're delighted to have you with us today. Always a pleasure, John. It's been a privilege over the years to work with you, and we're glad that you're here today. Have you heard of an, a great American company called Chick? I have. It's my pet's favorite for treats. <laughs> my beloved Sharpay Lucas. Say, say the name again. Lucas. But you said oh, something else. Oh, it's a Sharpay. It's a Chinese oh. breed. Oh, it's a Chinese breed. And, yeah. and it likes Chick-fil-A. He loves Chick-fil-A, yes. Now, Chick-fil-A is a Christian company, I'm it told. It is. They don't open on Sundays. They believe in keeping their Sabbath. Correct. And they're having trouble in Texas, of all places. In San Antonio. Yeah. Imagine that. Bastion... Texas is a conservative, uh, you know, Christian of sort freedom. of place. Yeah, Christian values. Yeah. And Chick-fil-A is being kicked out of the San Antonio airport. Why? Well, because of their beliefs about the president's uh, outspoken beliefs about marriage. Because the owner of Chick-fil-A is a, is a conservative Christian. He is. And he's got rights to ideas? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about the story is It'd be one thing if they were actually discriminating against mm -hmm. gay people in violation of the law. That's not the allegation. It, what, it really amounts to viewpoint discrimination. Uh, they're saying, we don't want you in the airport because we don't like your viewpoint. Which is quite un-American. Well, it's illegal. And it's bigotry. It's blatantly illegal yeah. because uh, the airport is, uh, you know, at least a quasi-governmental entity. Uh, here's a statement I thought you'd enjoy. This is from City Council of San Antonio, Councilman Robert Trevine. He says, San Antonio is a city full of compassion, and we do not have room in our public facilities for a business with a legacy of anti-LGBTQ behavior. Right, but it's not behavior that they're objecting to, it's speech. Yeah which is a violation of the First Amendment because I, I, I you have a government a... entity saying we're, we don't like what you have to say about I, I, I thought this was America. I thought we had freedom of speech here. Well, uh, yeah, we're supposed mm. to. Uh, he says, this man goes on to Mr. Trevine, everyone has a place here. <laughs> except, except the, yeah. right. And but everyone you know, John, should... <laughs> back when, when America was celebrating our bicentennial, mm -hmm. uh, a Russian was interviewed on uh, on, tele on national television mm -hmm. and asked what you know what his view of America was. Yes, 
And he said, well, you know, in, in the Soviet Union, we have freedom to speak. Yes. In the United States, we have, we have freedom after we speak. <laughs> uh, well, apparently some still do, but others yeah. not so much. And so you have a, a dreadful bigotry coming from people on the left. Yes, there is that. Mm -hmm. uh, my way or the highway. Yes. You know, the, the postmodern ethos is... Uh, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as what you believe doesn't matter. If you're a Christian, mm -hmm. if you're a person of any religious faith and you believe that your faith, your religion is the absolute truth, well, that's not acceptable. And so this is quite amazing because I, I've lived in Texas and I love the great state of Texas. And Texas is supposed to be the land of freedom and uh, churches and mm -hmm. religion and, and here is a poor, right. uh, a poor man and, uh, with his company and they're kicked out of this Texas facility because this man believes in God and believes in marriage. Well, you know, in some sense, John, the election of Donald Trump as president is a reaction to this kind of foolishness uh, from the left. And this bigotry. The, uh, you know, the concern about the intolerance of the left and some of the mm. advances. You know, we forget now that in 2016, the, the big-ticket front-page news item consistently was about transgender bathroom Can issues. Can you believe and, it? Nor, yeah. And objection to North yeah. Carolina's, mm. uh, you know, opposition to something like this. And, you know, whatever your view is, clearly many Americans were very upset about and, the direction that and, the left was taking us. And I was and Trump, too. Trump mm. was the, the result. So whether you like it or don't, I think that's, that's the reality. Please define for me, attorney, religious liberty. What is religious liberty? Well, at its heart, it has to be the freedom not only to believe, but to act, to engage in religious activities, not only in private, but as a community. And this is the genius of America, is it not? Absolutely. Uh, we don't believe in theocracies, I thought. Well, no, we don't. What's a theocracy? Well, a theocracy, in the, look, in, in the biblical context during the period of the judges, you know, there was no king, there was no government as such, mm -hmm. and, you know, God uh, had direct uh, dealings through the priesthood, through the prophets yes. and such. Mm -hmm. But in, in the more modern context, what theocracy really means is people claiming to have authority from God to rule in God's name. That's like Saudi Arabia. That's probably the best modern example. How many churches in Saudi Arabia, do you know? Uh, I, actually, I do, mm -hmm. because they're not permitted in Saudi Arabia. What about, there are no churches. What about synagogues? Uh, that's clearly not, uh, not allowed. And, no. uh, and these people are, are our greater allies. And yet they provide more financing for terrorism than just about yes. uh, compete with Iran because for of financing Wahhabism. of Wahhabism. Right. Yes exported around the world. Well, and most of the 9-11 attackers were Saudi citizens. They've spent at least a hundred billion dollars exporting this awful doctrine of Wahhabi around the world. And so no Christian church is there, but it is, uh, they say it is a theocracy, and it seems to me that there are some Christians in America who would like America to become a theocracy. Do you think this is true? 
Well, it is absolutely true. Most Americans are oblivious to uh, the influence that it, it goes by various names. Dominionism um, is, is one name. Reconstructionism is another name. The idea that America was established to be a Christian nation and as God. a general proposition. Mm -hmm. There was a recent poll in the southern states where fully 80% of those polled agreed that America was established as a Christian nation. Well, that essentially amounts to the belief that we should be a theocracy. And a theocracy always brings intolerance, does it not? Well, by definition, if you believe that you are implementing God's will and God's rules, then those who don't go along with your vision of uh, what's appropriate in matters of faith they don't uh, have freedom. Now, Israel is a not. The state of Israel is a democracy. It is. It's not a theocracy. No, it's not. Now, you're an authority on this. Well, no, but uh, you'll ask um, me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend for tonight. Yeah, okay. Tell me about this extreme right-wing Jewish group in Israel, and they want to drive the Palestinians into the sea. Well, now, see... I think you're actually describing mainstream Palestinian thought because it's the Palestinians who, as a, as a platform of their existence for decades, have insisted that the Jews be driven into the sea. And they have a map of the area that does not recognize the nation of Israel. But I understand, and once again, you know far more about these things than I do, that since they agreed upon a, a two-state, two states within one state settlement, they've agreed that Israel has the right to exist. No, they haven't. They absolutely have not, and they haven't changed any of their platform. Uh, they may say some nice things in English for popular consumption, but in Arabic, it's the same. And they're still indoctrinating their Arabic, young people. Don't you? No, I don't. No, no I don't. Um, what about uh, Hebrew? You know a little Hebrew? Uh, very little. Yeah, I know much little. Po poquito. Little. Yeah, yeah, poquito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, tell me about this extreme right-wing group, because you got out of that one before. The, the, actually, the interesting thing, you know, we're sitting here the day after the election in yes. Israel, yes. and it appears that Netanyahu has won re-election. Uh -huh. And it certainly reflects that the right-wing in Israel is uh, growing in influence, yes, but it I is. wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Look, the sort of white nationalism is rampant around the the Western world. What causes this? Now we do have a a surge in intolerance around the world. Is this true? It's not only true. It's the epidemic proportions. Most people don't have any clue that eighty percent of the global population live in nations with little or no religious freedom. Think about that for a minute. 80, most of mm. the world's population don't. 80% mm -hmm. of the global population are in nations with little or no religious freedom. Uh, let's name them. Saudi Arabia, well, uh, okay. Iran. The Islamic Iran. world, for, mm -hmm. for sure, is well, a big virtually problem. Virtually all the Islamic world. Uh, in terms of population, uh, China and India, of course, of the course. largest. Russia yes. being another one. Yes. So there you have most of the Asian landmass, mm -hmm. uh, lots of conflict in Africa, but you know the Americas are not immune. What's behind this 
global resurgence of, of bigotry and intolerance? Well, outside of the West, in the West, secularism and the, the intolerance of the left, I think, is the dominant concern, although there is certainly a growing amount of, of right-wing intolerance as well. Mm -hmm. But around the rest of the world, the two main factors are either nationalism or, fundament, or religious fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in India, it's Hindu fundamentalists who are destroying churches and killing pastors. And now, most, most Americans are not aware of this. Well, uh, that, know, we, that, we have these two oceans that insulate us from reality. But in India, Christians are being put to death. They are. By Hindu fundamentalists. True. And, and, and then, of course, in all, virtually all of the Muslim countries, there's no freedom of religion. That is true. And so America has been a bastion of freedom of religion and freedom of speech. And hopefully a champion of uh, the same uh, in our foreign policy, uh, at least at times but we how have. how is America doing today as the great champion of freedom of speech and freedom of religion? Uh, we're not. The short answer is we're not. Um, is that not going, my friend, just look, a tiny bit had, too far? No, it's not. We had a very uh, interesting uh, meeting earlier, well, let's see, where are we, last year, mm. where the State Department assembled dignitaries from around the world to emphasize religious freedom. Mm -hmm. It was basically a show, okay, because in our foreign policy, our foreign policy is America first, and, you know, we're destabilizing our relationship with our allies and cozying up to dictators. So what does that say to the world? Um, China, for example, has, since Trump is elected, engaged in, and this is not for uh, the consumption of, of, of children, by the way, um, harvesting of organs of religious dissidents. In other words, mm. killing religious dissidents who are predominantly Muslim or Christian of some sort or, or Falun Gong, uh, and then using their organs for medical purposes. China is actually doing this. There is considerable evidence the United Nations is very concerned about this. We, you know, we're in negotiations with China over trade issues, yes. but not over human rights issues. Uh, is this not a betrayal of the American dream? That America is the champion of freedom around the world? We have a mixed track record, to be sure, in how we have advocated for human rights in our foreign policy. But uh, I think it's more absent today than it has been. And yes, mm -hmm. you know, ideally, uh, the United States needs to make human rights and religious freedom uh, main issues in, uh, in uh, foreign uh, policy. Are not the Chinese persecuting uh, Muslims? It's a group of Muslims. Well, the Uyghur in, in the West, there's, yes. a, there's a whole area where literally uh, something like a million Muslims are subjected to what amounts to almost detention camp-like facilities yes. Yes. in terms of re-education like, uh, and Russia monitoring. Used to be. You know, China has perfected uh, the use of cameras and facial recognition. Mm. Mm. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's very oppressive for the Uyghur Muslim community there. And um, it's not only China, but if you go to Russia, now I've been to Russia many times, 49 times. I like to tell people 49 times. <laughs> Jehovah Witnesses Correct. are persecuted 
in Russia. They are. And I don't hear us saying a word about it. Uh, you know, you know about the persecution of Jehovah Witnesses. President Trump um, seems to be very enamored with, uh, with, uh, with Putin. But he's trying, I think, to make peace. He thinks it's better for us to be at peace with the Russians than to be fighting the Russians. And this is true. Well, I, I'm not going to pretend uh, to know what President Trump thinks about mm -hmm. Putin or anybody else. Mm -hmm. But clearly we have done very little in opposing the persecution of the Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, I don't think we've done it's anything. Illegal. It's illegal now to be a Jehovah Witness in Russia. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's complete persecution, uh, just like the Jews were persecuted in, in, in Germany. Well, it's not just like because they're not rounding them up and putting them in gas chambers. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, yes. hopefully it but won't come to it, that. It, it is still terrible discrimination and persecution. Of course it is. And they are being put in prison. They are. Yes. Um, and then you've got, of course, North Korea. And I, I, I'm not, we, you know, we don't get into politics on this program. Uh, I'm an independent person, and, and I think you are too. But in North Korea, we have a, a dreadful regime. But I think it's a good thing that the president has tried to make peace with North Korea. It's better to have peace than nuclear war, is it not? Yes, it certainly is. And, you know, the jury is still out on whether... It's going uh, to work. ...whether this approach to North Korea will mm. be productive. Of course, you know, we, we all hope for a reduction in tensions... Of course. ...with countries like yes. North Korea. Yes. I think Churchill said that jaw, jaw was better than war, war. You know that saying? I, 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 I think it was Churchill. Okay, well, yeah. Chur but, you know, Churchill was one who was fit to be tied over the appeasement policies that England pursued towards Germany in the 1930s. And of course, when literally all hell broke loose with the, the German Blitzkrieg, it was uh, Churchill who was called on to lead the nation in opposing Hitler. Well, there was a reason for this. Uh, England had gone through the First World War. Sure. And they'd lost a million young men on the trenches in Flanders and other parts of Europe. And they said, never, never again. And 20 years later, there's another big war. Right. And so Churchill was the only voice in England during that time, during the 1930s, when he was uh, almost sentenced to Siberia for mm -hmm. his outspoken views. Yeah. He was saying, this man is a bad man. Right. We're going to have trouble. But the House of Commons shouted him down. And he became a great uh, proponent of, of freedom and also a proponent of giving Israel, the, the Jewish people, the land of Israel. So you have Israel, the one democracy in the Middle East, surrounded by hundreds of millions of hostile yes, neighbors. I see your point, but it's good for us to discuss these things. Muslim countries do not allow Christians to build churches. Uh, no, that's not entirely true. Most Muslim countries. There are churches in yes. various I've countries. Preached, I have preached in Jordan, which is probably the, the best Muslim country in the world. And there are Christian churches in Syria. Mm -hmm. Well, there were Christian churches in Syria. Well, there is an mm -hmm. ancient Christian community in most of these countries. And in and Iraq. But they're, they're under uh, duress these days. Egypt, yes. uh, tremendous attacks but periodically many, let me, let, let on me, churches and, and killing people while they're worshipping even. Let me restate this statement. 
Many Muslim countries do not allow Christians to build churches, but we allow Muslims to build their places of worship right. here. Why don't we say to them, you don't let us do it over in the Middle East, you're not going to do it here. Right, because we think Saudi Arabia and the, the type of religious intolerance in uh, the Muslim world is what we want to emulate, right? <laughs> and now you're asking me the question. Well, no, I, I mean, it's, a I, it's a rhetorical I, question, I, I, I John. Thought I, of course, I, thought I, I thought I was asking the question. Of course, we, That's you rhetorical. Know, we, set, yes. we set an example. Mm. Uh, and it goes back, you know, as far as Roger Williams and, and other founders, William Penn, you know, they were very clear that religious freedom means that people of all faiths are welcome. Now, Williams had, you know, an illustration mm. uh, that you have people of varying faiths, including Muslims, on a ship, on board a yes. ship. Yes. And as long as they obeyed the captain and did their job on the ship, they had full freedom of belief and worship. And this is, this is what we believe. And so now we talk about the ship of state. And the same is true. We mm. have certain responsibilities as citizens, you know, not to kill each other and yep. you know, what have you. Mm -hmm. And as long as we live in peace, we are allowed to have our freedom of, wor of, of worship and, and have our mosques or synagogues or temples or whatever. And so Muslims have got the absolute right under the Constitution to build a mosque in New York. Yes, they do. Uh, wasn't this contentious just recently? You know, I did an interview on Fox some years ago uh, debating one of the conservative Christian folks. In fact, it is was that a conservative station? Uh, <laughs> yes. In fact, it was it was the son of one of Donald Trump's lawyers. It was Alan Sekulow I was debating, yeah. and they were opposing what they falsely called the Ground Zero Mosque. Mm -hmm. And I pointed out that this was flagrant viewpoint discrimination. You know. They didn't want a mosque in Lower Manhattan. Uh, it would have been okay to build a church there, or any other kind of uh, religious center, but just not an Islamic one. And it was several blocks away from the actual, uh, you know, ground zero. So it wasn't really a ground zero mosque. And anyone who knows New York like I do, I grew up there, yeah. knows that a few You're a New Yorker, is, aren't you? You know, you go to ground zero, and if it, you have a, a, a mosque, uh, an Islamic center several blocks away, you don't even know it's there if you go visit the, the Ground Zero uh, monument and museum there. But uh, it's the heart of the American dream to believe that every religion has the right to practice his faith. Absolutely. Uh, Muslims, uh, Christians, Jehovah Witnesses, Seventh-day Adventists, Roman Catholics. You know, I don't think it's just an accident of history, John, that freedom of religion found its way to being the first of the rights in the Bill of Rights. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's more than just symbolic that mm -hmm. really it is our first freedom. And historians and commentators for over the course of our history as a country have referred to religious freedom as our nation's first freedom. What would a, a theocracy look like in America? If we ever got a theocracy, what would it look like? Well, I think it would look like a form of Christianity being enforced by law, and those who don't go along with it are punished. Do we have a precedent for this in history? Well, the closest precedent we have is the Holy Roman Empire during the Middle Ages, where you had a very close association between the emperor and the church. And somebody said it wasn't holy and it wasn't Roman, and it wasn't an empire. <laughs> it was a church-state thing, wasn't it? Well, mm. yes, it, it, 
certainly was. Uh, I, I think uh, it was Roman in the yes, sense that the, the church, yes, yes, yes. you know, the church really was the heir to the Roman yes, Empire. Yes, it was, yes. The Roman Catholic Church was built on the Roman Empire, and uh, the Pope took the title of the Roman Emperor, uh, Pontifex Maximus. Mm -hmm. Can I read you a text out of the Bible? Please. And then tell me what this means, because I know that you're an authority also on Bible prophecy. <laughs> Revelation 17, that one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. So here's a harlot. Now, as you know, in Bible prophecy, a woman represents the church. Mm -hmm. now, come down a little further, it says, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he sees a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of names of blasphemy. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. What is this a symbol of? Well, it, it's a symbol of a church-state union, really, because you have a woman representing a corrupt form of Christianity dressed in the royal garb of, you know, the... And, and what's the beast in Revelation here? Well, the be beasts always represent nation. So it's the state. Right. So here you've so got you a union. So you have the woman is pictured on top, mm -hmm. riding, so holding the reins, so to speak. Yeah. So prophetically, what, what you see is a return to something like, well, Revelation 13 uses the, the expression, an image of the beast. So in it, other words, it's, it is like the church-state arrangements of the Middle Ages. And theologians for years have said, this is the heart and the essence of Antichrist, right. a theocracy. So we're going to be back in a moment, and we're going to ask the question of our great attorney here, what would a theocracy look like in the United States of America today? We'll be back in a moment. Don't go away. The Antichrist is in the temple of God. I will read you the actual words of the great Roman Catholic Church. More than a billion people pray to the dead. But the Bible talks very plainly about good angels and bad angels. Why on earth were you and I born. This DVD series from John Carter will be yours with a gift of $50 US or $70 Australian. Write to us at the address on the screen. Visit carterreport.org, your home for inspirational teaching. Greater Manila is more than 20 million souls. Almost all these beautiful people are ignorant of the true gospel of Christ. Manila needs Jesus. 35 years ago, John Carter came to Manila. Pastor Carter is returning to Manila with an urgent assignment. Preach the gospel of Christ and the great truths of the Bible. Don't water down the message. Make it plain, make it clear, make it Christ-centered. 
The Carter Report needs your help now to light a fire in the Philippines. Your gift will help open the doors of bondage, smash the chains of sin, and open the gates of paradise to thousands of lost souls. The churches have sent out an urgent plea for the Carter Report to return. Help us proclaim the true gospel of Christ to the beautiful Filipino people. Please send your support to the address on the screen, visit our website, or call the Carter Report. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.